Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to the show. As always, I got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 88th edition of the Don't Kill the Messages podcast. First thing we're about to get into for this week is we're about to touch on some NBA. Uh, the season is still uh, super early. Uh, still got a lot of basketball to be played in it. Uh, but guys, just what are your thoughts on the season so far? I feel like it's going to be another newsworthy season. Uh, new new faces that are quickly becoming stars. I mean, you got everybody's eyes on Alonzo Ball. Uh, you got Ben Simmons, uh, the star people thought he was going to be in college coming in. He he already seems to be in that LeBron slash Magic type build with his play. And, yeah, I think he and, like posted you know, up like a Grand Hill. Uh, I forgot the stat, but um, was like the first player since Grand Hill to get like uh, what was it? Uh, like fifteen and. Yeah, like fifteen to five in his debut or something yeah. like that. Yeah, then he was I a think triple I double and like oh, was the oh, fourth, player, fourth youngest player to do it or something yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, I'll 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 look it up. Yeah, but go ahead. I mean, we, we have that now, and we we also have just you know <laughs> newsworthy things happening, like with the Eric Bledsoe situation in uh, Phoenix and. Uh, uh, coming to LeBron, uh, I, I think we it's going to be just like we, we talked about this all through the summer. Uh, the NBA was newsworthy, which is already uh, a plus for them in itself. But the season is starting to play out to where it's going to be interesting already. It's kind of interesting, man. Uh, this year for the NBA, um, you know, they extended. Uh, the season a little bit um, in length uh, by having it start like a week or so earlier uh, to help like the back and the back uh, back to back games uh, for players. So be less, uh, you know, for none to be a uh, chance to get more rest and prevent injuries and stuff. But so far, you know, we had the Gordon uh, Hayward injury. Uh, I think CP3 is still out. Uh, Kawhi, I don't think he's played a game yet. So we, you know, Season just began we're already missing out on some talented guys, uh, not being out on the court. So, well, and to be fair, one person that nobody's really talking about is the number one pick, Markel Fultz. Like he's coming well, down with their, with it. Well, and to be fair, we're not talking about him, but still, I mean, he's being overshadowed big time by a lot of well, drafted players, even to be healthy. Like, well, did, he you, took, did you see that? Did you see that free throw from don't. last night? Where he, oh man! I, 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 <laughs> I look like I Charles Barkley's like, golf swing. So it, it was worse than that. And I've seen a lot of bad golf swings in my time. But I'll, I'll tell you what, though, that draft pick could be, could possibly, if, if it continues to play like this, be a Greg Oden type pick. Where you get flashes of brilliance, but it amounts to nothing. Five, I'm getting. I mean, watch, you know, here he's getting court his own shots and he can't even lift his arms above his shoulders. Well, like, yeah, that, that's the not, thing. I don't get, I don't get why they're playing him if, if his shoulders I know. are the shape. I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, especially when you got Ben Simmons, you know, who's your point guard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has come out and said, my position is point guard. 
Well, and it's, it seems like that'll have long-term effects if they have mm-hmm. him doing this because he has to change his form to at least get a shot off comfortably. He can't even like function at a free throw line as we saw from the video from last night. So <laughs> they need to just sit him down. Yeah, have him check. Does he need surgery or does he need yeah. rehab? Whatever. Just let him get healthy. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, I've, from what I'm seeing, they're a worse team with him on the floor. And I'm totally okay with seeing this be the Simmons Embiid Covington show right now. Like, yeah, you picked up JJ Reddick, great addition. Would argue that picking up JJ Reddick's bad for your team, but veteran presence with him. Absolutely, but I, you know the youth, the youth movement is the Philadelphia 76ers needs to stick to their needs to stick to their method here and process. So I mean. And and that's just the Sixers. So there's there's a lot there's there's still a lot more going on in the NBA. You know, the look of Oklahoma City. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have always caught bits and pieces of them playing, but I really like the way their team looks on the floor when they have Westbrook, uh, Paul George, and Carmelo all on the floor. I, I like. Granted, I saw them play the game. Um, they still had that struggling factor of. Do I shoot? I don't want to be too selfish. I still want to take my shots. You know, the whole thing that happens there when you switch and start playing with another superstar. But I just like the way that team looks. And on the flip side of that, the Indiana Pacers and Victor Oladipo, and both of them are looking really good too. So it's kind of looking like Oklahoma City now mentality benefited from that. Anna, who's willing to build around to Miles Turner and now a Victor Oladipo with players like Sabonis are going to turn into a pretty decent team in the East as well. Well, yeah. But yeah, you know, I think we're going to have more player stories than team stories. Fine. And that's fair, but there's moving around in big free agencies, big drafts like we just had. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be about players more than it's about team early on, and then it's what teams are going to rise. So, I mean, after the All Star break, it, it, I feel like the talk's going to be less player, more team oriented. Probably to be, you know, you're seeing the playoff pushes yeah. and trade deadline and all that. Uh, this is another thing, uh, you know, I picked up, uh, I think I texted you guys about this, um, but, uh, just the Chris Paul and, uh, you know, the Rocket situation, just how, uh, Chris Paul and, uh, Harden would be able to mesh together. Uh, it was just interesting to see, like, I, I gotta give the, Ro- uh, Houston Rockets their, uh, props. They did beat, um, Golden State, Golden State. on a, se- uh, yeah, on a season opener. Um, but it was just weird, you know, seeing, uh, you know, Chris Paul, uh, you know, sitting on a bench, uh, you know, at crunch time when the Rockets were trying to make that, uh, get that comeback and win. Uh, you know, you think of a guy like Chris Paul, if you're on the, uh, got an NBA team, that's one of the guys you would want, um, on the court during crunch time, but, uh, they sat him, but, uh, you know, hard and I pulled the team together and was able to get that W, but it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, just how these guys will, um, you know, mesh together once uh, Chris Paul will uh, get back from this uh, knee injury that he's having. Um, because I think 
just with uh, him, you know, he's going to have to be the uh, ball handler um, on the team if they want to be able to be successful. I can't really picture uh, him, you know, being pretty much like an off-ball guy um, in Houston, uh, especially like with his age and stuff right now. So, yeah, just Mm -hmm. yeah, just what I would think. The Rockets just came uh, tonight and basically beat the Sixers at the final second era uh, with one second to go to win the game. Okay. Who's, uh, you say Eric Gordon? Yep. Stone okay. cold blooded from the sixth man of the year. Yeah. That guy's a problem. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what though. The Rockets really have formed into, I kind of feel like the Rockets are kind of like a Golden State Warriors. They love to run. They love to shoot. It's just they're not as glamorous as Golden State is. And you got to keep that D in mind but, too, man. So. No, for sure, for sure. But I mean, like, I, I, I like, I really enjoy watching the Rockets play. I they're love a fun team. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are. They are. They're, I, I feel like they are a lot easier to like, at least for me, easier to like than Golden State. There's a lot to like about Golden State. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, just I guess, I, I guess, real fast. You know, we one thing we talked about last week was you know we kind of picked who we thought was going to make playoffs, and just kind of looking at some of the teams. You know, we talked about being you know could be six, seven, eight seater could miss a lot of those borderline teams, and you know the Pistons being one of them. Like it. Have you guys kind of seen anything early out of one of those type teams that kind of make you think, you know, I kind of thought they might be on the outside, but I think they could squeak in. Like, have you guys seen something? Because, like, for me, one team I think that could possibly be is the Pacers. Like, Victor Oladipo has killed it early on. Has jumped into the starting lineup post-concussion to Miles Turner. So they're winning without Miles Turner right now. And it's, it's just kind of like... I. I feel like I'm seeing a lot out of the Pacers right now that I really like and enjoy. Uh, and makes me think, you know, I think they could possibly squeak, squeak into the playoffs. Um, like they'd be a team. And then also the Pistons with Tobias Harris playing really well early. Granted, I don't, he put up, I believe, 30, 30 something tonight. Uh, where is he? 34 tonight. Yeah, didn't he put up, uh, 30? Like, uh, before two, uh, this, uh, like a, a game or so ago. Uh, yep, he put up 31 against the Knicks. Yeah, I was about to say, um, yeah. So, he, so he's so been balling. I'm saying, so yeah, yeah, so he's, yeah, he's definitely balling. And I'm saying, like, looking for that, you know, just lethal score lately. And he, early on, it's him. And, I, you know, I'm just saying, if he can keep, in the twenties, you know, Pistons could definitely squeak in. You know, it's just for me. Like, I'm just wondering: is there something you guys have seen out of the team that you thought could possibly miss the playoff? Like, I think that they could get in. I guess I haven't put, been pushed to that point yet, just because it's still so early. Yeah, which um, is fair. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess nothing pops at me like that where mm-hmm. we want to get a month or so in, and so I can get a good feel. Yeah. No, I, yeah, and and you know, I guess. I guess this boils down to like my way 
too early projections, mm. but you know, it, it's it's just fun to kind of see like and like we said, you know, new faces in new in new areas, and just kind of like, is there something kind of, kind of popping out to you that just kind of makes you think, you know, this team could have it, you know? Just, just... Yeah, I could the yes. uh, Pacers, uh, man. I I'll say this, man. They they've been looking pretty impressive so far uh, with Oladipo. And just what they were able to do with uh, Turner uh, being out, like once he mm-hmm. uh, gets back, like yeah, they could they could wreak havoc up in the uh, East to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're probably one of the bright spots there, where nobody thought they would. I mean, we're only four games in, but for them to be five hundred, I think that's still a little surprising. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people saw them as. No, I'm not saying a, a tank situation, but I definitely think a lot of people would have seen them to be that, you know, toward the bottom of the East, really struggle, let Oladipo kind of find what it means to lead a team. One of the, one of those situations. Mm-hmm. They beat a Timberwolves team that was fully healthy, I believe. Um, you know, beat the Nats, but losing to, uh, eat, I, that kind of makes me wonder, are are they going to lose to teams that have better guard play? You know, are they going to be one of those teams that really struggle to guard the point? Yeah. But like, like we said, we're five, six games into the season. Let's just yeah. wait to. I'll say this, man. Um, I, di- I didn't mention them last week, but uh, I think there's a shot that uh, the Jazz uh, could get um, in there. Uh, gets possibly eight, seven spot. Um, just like their coach, man, last year, you know, I know they're, uh, they don't have, um, Gordon Hayward anymore, but I just think, uh, <laughs> no one is Gordon yeah. <laughs> Hayward this year. <laughs> yeah, true. So, uh, you know, they don't have him, but I just think with the coach uh, and their system, um, they can get some guys together to step up and, you know, get an eight or seven mm-hmm. spot. So. Uh, didn't mention them mm-hmm. last week, but I think they could get a spot in that West. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys. Um, any other thoughts uh, for the season so far? No. Okay. All right. Uh, about to talk about uh, my squad, the Lakers, a little bit. Uh, touch up on Alonzo. Uh, um, had a good test, man. Uh, he made him look bad, uh, Patrick Beverly for this, uh, season opener. Um, but it was a great test for him. Uh, Patrick Beverly is a great defensive player, man. He just plays some old school, uh, defense, man. He gets all up in your grill, man, and he's gonna piss you off. Uh, the only thing that he doesn't do is the hand checking, man. But if he could do that, uh, you know, he would have wreaked some more havoc. But just like Beverly, man, he tested him out. You know, he told him that, you know, his dad, uh, you know, put a target on him this year with all the talk that he was doing, uh, for Lonzo. Um, so plus I can't wait for, uh, see what he's going to do against Wall, uh, in about an hour or so. But, uh, Shalonzo basically just tell LeVar to just shut the hell up or what? I, I think that's tough. Tough situation. Mainly because, you know, his dad is kind of, I don't want to say it's true. Was a really good basketball player, but his dad's been. Success. I'm sure he talked his way into, you know, getting the full ride at UCLA. I'm sure, you know, basically any publicity for Lonzo Ball has 
probably been because it's a Lamar. <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of tough to now be like, all right, Dad, like now I'm a pro, so you got to kind of butt out. I just feel like that's kind of a tough spot for Lonzo to be in because it's his dad. Apparently, it's who his dad is. Like it's not a show. Uh, um, they're just putting on just for Lonzo now being popular. Yeah. But you know, it's like the tough spot to be in if you're Lonzo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just puts, it puts Lonzo in a tough spot just because, I mean, for him to do all that talking when he was at UCLA, because with college basketball, you know, if you have three or four good recruits on your team, you're not going to lose much, which that was the case. I mean, mm-hmm. couple games during the regular season and made a reasonable run through the tournament. Uh, nobody expected them to win the NCAA title, but the N- NBA is a different monster. Because they're not expected to be a good team. So, uh, I know, I know LeVar says they're going to the playoffs, but there's very few people that agree with that statement or are following <laughs> it up. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, he's putting a giant target on them and, Reasonably good to great point guard is going to be giving him their best, like be that. So life's going to be hell for him. So it might be good for Levar to chill and. Hey, I definitely, I definitely agree. It would probably be a good call if he just kind of laid low. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying like he shouldn't, because I definitely think when you start making out marks about what you're. Son's going to do or what the Lakers are going to do. You know, I don't care who you are. You could be, you know, the biggest center in the Western Conference and you see Lonzo coming down the middle in an open lane. You slide over on help D and put a body into it. You're not going to feel bad about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the way you're going to shut, yeah, granted, you're never going to sh- shut LeVar up. He's sure. with an injury and LeVar would still be talking. So in reality, shutting down Lonzo is not going to do anything. Patrick Beverly shut down Lonzo, and he comes out saying, well, just see if you ever talk to Patrick Beverly ever again. You know, he'll, he will always have something to say, win or lose, good or bad. Excuse, there's always... I mean, we saw that at UCLA. Well, it's... It's when it went bad, and it was nothing but look at him when it was good. Yeah, it's it's like I mean, it's like the a saying my mom would always say to me, like that don't let your mouth write checks that your ass can't cash. Uh but in this situation, LeVar has an infinite amount of checks, but it's on these and mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't cash it, i.e. Patrick Beverly writing another one to go bounce on the next day yeah, or yeah. or So I mean that's just the he, he, Lonzo, or LeVar has full reign to just keep talking because he doesn't have to back any of this stuff up. His son has to back it up. So oh, yeah. he will, he will forever come out looking good. And the players that are going at Lonzo to get at LeVar, you're not going to win. Yep. So just, yeah, I'd, vicious circle. I mean, I feel bad for Lonzo because he's the one that's stuck in the middle of it. He's going to get everybody's sure. best shot, and his dad is not going to be quiet. Because yeah, it might be it might be smarter for him to fall back and be quiet, but it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Alright, guys, uh, another thing we're about to touch on, uh, is Bledsoe, uh, for the Phoenix Suns, man. He got on Twitter and, uh, basically just told the world, you know, hey, I did not want to be here. Um, and he was at a hair salon. All right. That is the story. He was <laughs> he at a hair salon a, with his wife. I, I Yeah. He was at a hair salon. I heard it was with his daughter. I don't know. Oh, was it his know. daughter? Okay. That's what, that, that's what I heard. Okay. Who knows what the story is anymore? Well, either way, the coach got fired and they working at um, well, oh, Or Watson got fired because they were losing by 40 points. That was embarrassing, man. Let's be real there. He didn't, you know... Him getting fired has nothing to do with Eric Bledsoe. Let's just go ahead so? and say that. Uh, no, yeah. Absolutely not. Right. I mean, it's weird to fire somebody after two games, but <laughs> yeah. I just not have anything to do with that. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, c- come on. Come on, Trey. If, uh, if Luke Walton was losing games by 40 or 50 points, do you think the Lakers would have kept him around? Probably not. Yeah. Hey, I ain't saying, hey, I ain't saying that it was because of Wessel or not, man. I'm just, you know, but, hey, I, I can I can definitely see. You're just laughing that his NBA career didn't last as long as it sees. Yeah, two games, man, so. Well, his coaching career, I should say, his playing career was a while. Yeah. Uh, But where do you think, uh, where do you guys think Blesso will go? That's so hard. I mean, it, I don't think the market's that big for Bledsoe, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he somehow ends up back in uh, Clippers. That's what I was thinking, too. Because, like, they're kind of... Some players would like to have him. Um, some teams would like to have him. Uh, he's decent offensive punch and is a really good on-ball defender. Yeah, I... Okay, for him, it's just... I just don't I, think well, I think we'll probably have the toughest time getting them, which are those upper echelon teams that he might be able to put them over. Because, uh, uh, I mean, I've, I've been doing some reading up and just looking where, where he could go. Like, it would be a good fit for him, I think, because uh, they're one of those that are just under that elite level in the West. Uh, but Where they have you a young in the Nuggets. Oh, the Nuggets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Cleveland would like to have him, him and LeBron sharing the same agent. Oh, I mean, yep. So uh, I, I guess the, and I guess how do you think that'll mess with Cleveland? On that. I mean, uh, yeah, well, Rose, for me, the IT it, coming it, back and then Wade and, uh, I, uh, well, JR. I don't, I don't think, well, you, you put, you, Need to realize, you know, you get and and I'm it, like I said, it's solely me playing devil's advocate. If you went to Cleveland, I think it'd be great for Cleveland. But uh, you know, for me, it's just the idea that it comes back. You're looking at a log jam, in my opinion, in that in that backcourt. Well, I mean, I think Bledsoe can play the two. Like he doesn't yeah, have ab- to be absolutely. As somebody that loves Wade, is the the decline is real. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, with absolutely. So absolutely, and you, you, it is out, and you can't trust that Rose is going to stay healthy. I agree so with that, okay. So you, you're you're saying, so you're basically just saying, just trade for the you can. 
I think that's the better way of looking at it than I was. Because I'm looking at it basically saying, basically playing best case scenario. And, and I, and I think that's, that's very fair, especially with the history. Oh, Ty, I think Detroit would be a nice landing spot for him. Well, mm. we would need to cut the umbilical cord with Reggie Jackson. Exactly. For one. Exactly. But I, I don't know if they want to make that give me your headache and I'll, and I'll give you mine type of deal. That's, that's the yeah. issue. Well, and I will, I will even say this. Um, players leave Detroit. They tend to see a surge in their career. They end up being all stars or anything, but I, I, I think the change of scenery theory is truer than you can believe. <laughs> like, I think if Reggie Jackson were, were to be out of Detroit, I think he would do better. And I think if Bledsoe were out of Phoenix, he would be doing a lot better. I, I think it'd be, you know, a win-win scenario, but, but I just don't know if just straight up saying, Hey, we'll give you Reggie Jackson, you know, we'll give you our headache for yours is a good trade strategy. <laughs> yeah. But no, no I, I, I would definitely see it being a fit. I mean, he, he, the question, a lot of people want Ish Smith to see true, right? You know, so are you going to go to Ish Smith or would you then say, all right, well, so it's yours. Like, I mean, I just, just on a flat out talent level, I think you'd have to at least start that with, yeah. with Bledsoe. Yep. I, I, I would agree. Or, yeah, I think it's, it's just that second unit kind of guy. Yeah. Different point. I think, different, different I think it's a little bit of the, the backup QB syndrome with, with Ishmael. You know, always loves a backup if your starter isn't no. all time great. You're telling on me. <laughs> well, I'm saying we know that here from the Lions. Oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was going a different direction with that, but it's well, okay. <laughs> well, I'll wait. Your Michigan fan, yeah, well, yeah, I, I get that too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Just over our history here, oh, for sure. Uh, we we had we had a lot of that up until Stafford got here, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I guess I guess back to Bledsoe. Just I, I, you know, I think you could just go ahead and call it how a guy can go to any team really he wants and average sixteen and six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think many teams are going to want to turn that down. Like I said, I just don't know if people would want the headache. Won't want to mess with the chemistry they currently have. Unless, you know, like I said, another team can dump off their headache on swap. I don't think you're looking at a humongous market for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Well, and then the rough thing with it is just it's always tough for a team to trade a player and get decent value when it's well-known knowledge that they want out. It's not the team yeah, saying, look at, well, I got a piece. What do you think about Eric Bledsoe? It's like, yeah, well, look at, yeah, look at DeMarcus Cousins. That trade wasn't exactly, you know, office trade. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I wouldn't be shocked if you kind of go, Eric Bledsoe, I got Eric Bledsoe for what? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, up next, we're about to get into uh, Darnell's guy, Dwayne Wade. Uh, you know, he decided uh, to tell his coach, uh, Lou, that he wanted to come off the bench, uh, basically. Uh, very shocked uh, with his performance so far this year. I think he's only averaging six points. Um 
But yeah, you know, plus uh, with the whole situation with J.R. Smith, uh, he was pretty disappointed that uh, he was coming off the bench um, in the first place. But uh, just what are your thoughts on Wade uh, deciding to come off the bench? I mean, without getting into the conspiracy that's going on, was it actually his decision? Did LeBron force the hand on it or whatnot? It's probably something that works better for Cleveland. Uh, Wade is, has never been a, a sharpshooter, and over over the last few years with this Cleveland team, they've been built around a lot of threes, honestly, outside of LeBron doing what he does. Uh, Wade doesn't fit that. Uh, he, he fits more the mold of all to, to be a, a ball handler and he can, he can go to the lane or he, he can go down to the post and kick out if he's drawn the double. Uh, he, there's more of a chance for him to be successful in that way coming out with the second, second unit, put him with another, another set of shooters to where, he can uh himself maybe that can cause a little bit of a rejuvenation for him, but in an awful LeBron, uh, as LeBron is basically their primary ball handler now. Uh while D Rose are out. It just it wasn't working out just because Wade's not a spot up shooter. So I like the Miami days where Wade was that good of an athlete where you could have them interchange who who's controlling the ball and switch up in those situations. It's not like that anymore. Just way doesn't have that kind of athletic ability. So probably works best that he goes to the second unit so he can acclimate, acclimate himself with that group, very ball handler and try to make it work that way. And I'm going to play any more than, 16, 18, 20 minutes if it's a meaningful game. So I don't think it, it does that much big of an issue uh, as long as he's with going to this second year. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, uh, if, if you're, I'll say if you're adding to that, go ahead. Well, I was just about to say, you know, I think uh, I got a question, uh, but I'll ask um, after you. But uh, I was just about to say, you know, I think that this could be uh, beneficial for the Cavs. Uh, you know, as you brought up Darnell, um, you know, I don't think Wade is uh, fitting. You know, he still has to get used to the system. But um, just looking at it, too, you know, he's gotten older. Obviously, you know, he's not the 2007 D-Wade or anything like that, not the flash D-Wade. Uh, but, you know, he could be a good – they give him enough, a uh, decent amount of minutes uh, out there so they can preserve him possibly for the playoffs and whatnot. Uh, he could be a great spark uh, for that uh, second unit um, and be a good leader for the second unit on that court uh, once he comes out there, especially when it comes to playoff time. So I just think uh, with them, with him possibly coming off the bench, uh, getting some uh, – they rest him and everything like that, but, yeah, manage his minutes. Uh, I think that this could be uh, really helpful for him and that uh, second unit, uh, because that second unit did look kind of garbage last year. So I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and, and you know, without basically saying it, you guys said, you know, Dwayne Wade's many knee issues away from being the old <laughs> the old D-Wade. So, I mean, I think everybody's admitting now, like, Dwayne Wade is old. The older guy. 
guys in the league now. Uh, maybe not by age, but definitely by wear and tear on the body. Um, I think going to the second unit is really good. I think we all agree with this. And the one unique thing I think teams like Cleveland can do with a second unit is they can throw a second unit on the floor without it really being their second unit. They'll have LeBron and Kevin Love on the floor, and it's their second unit. So, you know, just because on the floor or Love's on the floor doesn't mean it's still their first unit. So you can still have all the star power out on the floor, at least by name recognition, but you can definitely have Love, LeBron on the floor, and it be their second unit. I think it still allows different, you know, offensive sets. It allows them to match up a little different defensively. Uh, I think this will help with team chemistry because I don't think J.R. Smith was really flying with being demoted. I think he was pretty clear about that. He did not like the idea of being on the second unit. So I think, you know, even though he loves to throw up his shots, that first unit's where he belongs. But uh, I think, you know, if Wade wants to average 10 points this season, 10 points points looks better being your average for coming off the bench than it does for being in the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, and, and plus that 10 average points becomes off the bench more timely of a 10 points than it is when he's in the starting lineup. And if he can score 10 points coming off the bench in a very timely manner, it, it will look like he's affecting the game a lot more than he is scoring 10 points in the starting lineup. Yeah. yeah uh, what I was about to ask you guys, uh, you know, last season, uh, he was able to put up 22, um, and he's coming. Uh, he came to Cleveland, and he's uh, looked at it. I think he's averaging 11 now. But um, just looking at it, like, do you all think that it's just um, that big of a decline? Because I was looking at he's 36 years old now. So, yeah, you know, he's uh, you know he's not young anymore. But Or do you think it's just he has to get uh, a little bit more used to uh, the Cleveland system and whatnot? Well, I mean, he's been showing decline over the last couple of years, and just being that he can't, he can't play a full season. Yeah, uh, they've true, had yeah. to at least, they've had to at least give him nights off, or he's actually been injured. He's been trying to go get experimental treatments and whatnot on his knee, and doing all kinds of. But it's just the explosion is not there from him anymore. He's always been a player that was uh, super athletic and. He played a board type of a style like it, and then now we're starting to see the effects of it. He, he first off to dribble, uh, and he can't fall back on his jump shot on that because he was never like this the sharpshooter. Uh, he, he was efficient because he did a lot of his finishing around the the rim uh, from slashing and getting those five to ten foot jumpers, but it's not as easy for him, him to get that shot off anymore. So, I mean, it's just for the style of player that he is, yes, he's on the decline. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much more I can really add to that. I think it's just we're starting to visually see the effects of a full career wear and tear on the body. Um, I don't know whether or not it's fair to say this, but Maybe that's an effect of being in college for more than one year these days. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, when, when you play a full college career and then you go play a full pro career, you tend to wear out a little bit sooner. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to see a player like Dwayne Wade start to decrease. He's a likable guy. Uh, had a very enjoyable career. I still think he has more to give. I think, Russian Trey, I still think he's finding his place on this team. And maybe, and, you know, maybe his place is sixth man on this team. He, he, I think he could thrive in a position like that. You know, first or second guy off the bench, depending on, you know, foul situations and things like that. I think he has a lot to give this team this year. I think to, you know, figure out his role and act like he still deserves to be in the league. All right, up next, uh, we're about to just uh, talk about our personal uh, top five players um, in the NBA, and we're going to have a six-man, too. But um, just, guys, just who are your uh, top five uh, players uh, currently in the NBA? You like watching. I just like who we think are actually the top five best players in the NBA. It's just kind of... Right? Uh, No, just your personal uh, top five, like guys you just enjoy watching. So that's what I was saying. Not oh, okay. like we're yeah, not yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like saying who we this like. This isn't like an MVP race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, for me, is I mean, some some of it is just based on them being great, but uh, I, I just think it's ridiculous that somebody is tall and he can run around and do everything that little guys do how he shoots and everything uh i do still love watching lebron play just because he's uh with with what he does uh my homerism uh, uh with uh draymond uh, i like the defensive intensity and just he's mr do it all on the court mm-hmm. harris yeah I, I think i'm, I'm liking the day he's coming Coming into his game and he's, he's doing a lot with that Denver offense. Uh, that's, that's what's that for? Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> I lost. I was just listening to you go. I wasn't counting, but well, I'm just, cause we, we were supposed to get five with a six man. All right. So uh, okay. then let's just recap. You went, uh, who'd you go before LeBron? KD. KD. You went KD, LeBron. Oh, uh, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. Draymond. Yep. Draymond. So yeah. Yeah, and then to round it out, uh, enjoy watching uh, John Wall a lot more. Uh, Very. He, he was, yeah. Well, go ahead. Man. I just felt like he was just another they're going to put at the one, but uh, he over the last year or two, he's shown growth there where I feel like he can actually facilitate an offense and do what he needs to do as far as getting people open. That so he's become a more of a joy to watch because he does still have that offensive explosion that he's capable of, uh, and to do those type of things. And then six would be the Greek freak, mm-hmm. uh, just because he's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to go next, Trey? Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, say this, um, the two I'm leaving out are my, you know, top guys, uh, 
are my two favorite players right now, but they're not as good as they used to be. Uh, so I'm still rocking with my so old. No Rondo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no Rondo. You called no, him out there. Yeah, no Rondo and no Pau Gasol. So those, those still my two guys, but you know, they're, uh, nothing compared to these guys that I'm about to, uh, mention. So, uh, but number one, man, uh, I like, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, just love him, man. He's, Great defensive guy, and uh, you know he's just gonna bring it to you on offense too. Uh, just a great, well-around player. Um, another guy is uh, Westbrook. I just love that guy's energy, man. You can ask him uh, to do anything, and he'll be down for it. Put some up, put up some points, uh, play defense, get the assist going, grab grab some boards. You know, he just can do it all. Uh, another guy is up uh, who I like is just with his size and everything is um, Antetokounmpo. Uh, so far, man, this season, uh, he's really, uh, stepping up, you know, uh, I gotta give you props starting up for calling him out, uh, last year, uh, not last year, uh, last week for the, um, MVP. Like he's, uh, I think he's averaging like 30 something so far and is doing his thing, man. I just love his size, uh, what he's just able to bring out on the court. Uh, just very yeah. talented guy. Uh, number four. He's making me look real smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just man with with him do uh like I said with with uh they can get Parker back. Uh those guys are just gonna bring hell to some teams, man. So it's that guy's just super talented. Um number four is John Wall. Just love that guy's explosiveness. Um just a very fun player uh to watch. Uh number five, uh, I gotta give it up to Boogie Cousins. Uh huge fan of his, man. I just like how he plays basketball. I like to give my guys a little, little attitude too, man. So, you know, Boogie, he's uh you know, he keeps a G, uh as people would say, man. He not scared of anything, he man. He keeps gonna... he keeps a little he he kinda keeps it rated R, but yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he keeps nothing G. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, Mr. Rated R. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I I, I couldn't say that, yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, G, G doesn't show show much attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know, like you out. said, man, you know, he can bring it. Yeah. You know, he he cuss you out, whatever, man. I I, I like him. Uh, and uh, six man, um, you know, I'm putting LeBron. I'm you know, LeBron's never really been a guy that I'm uh, just. I knew he was uh one of the greatest to ever play the game, man. But just you know, watching him these last couple of years, man. Uh, He's, you know, just the work that he puts in, uh, just how he's just been able to carry his, uh, teams to the, uh, finals, uh, basically, what, eight years in a row now, I believe. And, uh, just that guy's hard work and just dedication, uh, what he does off the court as well. Um, just a huge fan of his now, too. So. Took yeah. Kobe retiring for you to finally like him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I love it. Trey, Tra- asks five players you enjoy watching this year, and then his first player hasn't even played a game yet. <laughs> of course. Typical Trey. Um, uh, only because it'll it'll be one of our common denominators. Well, denominators, I'll start with those. Uh, LeBron, he's LeBron, can't say enough about him, can do it all. Uh, the Greek freaks showing he can do it all as well. Um, don't think he's recorded a triple double yet this year, but he'll notch a few. Um, you know, but he's scoring over 30 a game. 
I think he's averaging something like 36 and seven or something like that. Like it's what he's doing is ridiculous right now. And it's impressive. And a lot of people are starting to realize who he is. Uh, so I don't think a lot of people are shocked that this is what he's doing. Uh, he was real strong last year. Um, and I just think that, uh, uh, he's gaining the respect. Um, another, yeah, another guy that I have, quick, uh, he's averaging 36.8, 10.8, 5.2 assists. So I didn't know he was averaging 10 boards. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he was Two averaging steals, seven too. boards so. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another player, I'm actually going to go with another European, but Christoph Porzingis. Does that, I feel like every time I watch him, he's doing something that's like, I, I don't want to say blowing me away because it's like I've never seen it before, but I just continue to see him growing in a very chise way. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's definitely going to own that Knicks team. They just need to bring in the help for him. Yeah. I, I really like watching uh, Chris Porzingis play. Very enjoyable, and, and I think a lot of that has to has to do with the fact that he was such a mystery when he was drafted, that not many people knew what we were going to get, and we're we're seeing a player really blossom. I, I really like watching Chris Hesperus play. Just the range he has at seven feet is that that's becoming a little more common these days, uh, showing range at bigger heights. Um, is that that's three for me? So another one we all mentioned, John Wall. That dude is a lightning bolt. If if someone should be nicknamed the Flash, it's him. It's up and down the floor faster than anybody in the league. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and and, and by far the fastest player with the ball. I know, and you know, and for someone who averages twenty three, twenty four games, still dishes the ball, and unselfishly, it's he. If I were starting a team with a point guard, it John Wall right now. Uh, just super impressive. Uh, enjoyable to watch. You know, he doesn't really, he doesn't do anything that totally blows you away. He just gets the you know job what I mean? Done. He just, yeah, he gets the job done, puts his nose to the grindstone, and gets to work. What uh, did, uh, before you finish this, what did you guys yeah. think about Wall saying uh, that he was the best point guard in the NBA? I wouldn't say he's far off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not not saying I agree, but he should feel that way. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. He he's. A, would you say he's a top three? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's easily top three. I don't even think there's discussion that he's top three. But I, I mean, I, I still feel like a lot of people sleep on him just because oh, the Wizards oh, aren't sure. that marquee team. So. For sure. More people started coming to their senses last year, but yeah, he he's top three point guard in, in, in my eyes. Okay, so for sure, uh, Westbrook, uh, Curry, uh, y'all take him over CP three. Yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'd take him over CP three. is on the downhill. He's on the downhill slide. What's wrong with that? He he's had his time. Uh, I feel like he's. Kind of passing the torch off in terms of the elite point guard. Yes. Okay. It's just the natural progression. So uh, I've listed four. A fifth one I'm going to throw out there, and Trey, you'll like this one, but I, I got to say Eric Gordon. Yeah, he's just a lethal shooter. He's a lethal shooter. Uh, hit the game winner tonight over Joel Embiid. 
out on the clock. Uh, he's just super impressive. Uh, feels You feel like he can hit it from, from almost anywhere. But, I mean, it, it's not just that he scores. He still gets his fair share of assists. He's a vital piece to that Rockets team. It was last year. Uh, I, you know, I really like watching the Rockets play, which helps me see Eric Gordon. So, uh, fifth. And then in terms of my sixth, I still don't know what he's going to pan out to be, but I do like watching Lonzo. I, I just feel like there's something different about him. And you can say I'm buying into the hype. Like, that's, I'm okay with buying. <laughs> I granted I bought I bought into the Leonard Fournette hype, shown to be the real deal. Um, but I, I think just something about watching Lonzo, you, you just kind of feel different than you do with most rookies. I don't know if it is the hype. I don't know if it's Lavar. I I really don't. I can't pinpoint what it exactly is. But that night he went off. You just kind of feel he has more of this. Yeah. I'm. I'm just super excited to see what he can turn into. I've I've been a believer in him. I liked what he had at UCLA, but uh, I think he can keep it up. You know, I'm not saying he's going to come out and you know do 29, 11, and nine most nights, but you know, I, I think we can get to a point where we're comfortable seeing Lonzo Ball have a Rookie of the Year type season. Yeah, and and I think. And he will quickly rise as someone that a lot of people start to buy into. I wouldn't be so granted. Oh, we're going to see what he's made of, but I wouldn't be surprised if he still comes out with a pretty nice stat line. Okay. That's respectable. So Lonzo would be my six. And that's more of my, I will admit that is a little bit more of my hype pick, but it's also just not. Not too many players in the NBA make me turn the TV on right now. Um, but I can't say individual players do, and Lonzo's one. So I kind of had right. to put him in the list just because he's he's making me turn the TV on. Well, you're going to get your uh, ZO2s, uh, Ty. I'm, I'm waiting for them to go on sale. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, Black Friday is gonna be coming up in about a month, man. So yeah, see if he could... Levar Ball may up the price on Black Friday. <laughs> he just might, man. Uh, just uh, some honorable mentions, man. Just two other guys that I just like seeing. Um, Anthony Davis, uh, we'll put him in there, man. I just need to see more of him, uh, just being healthy. Um, but you mm-hmm. know that guy, he's another guy that just goes out there. Has great uh, defense. I can score, grab those boards, um, just do it all. Uh, but another one is James Harden. Um, very yep. talented player, man. Uh, clutch. Uh, you know, can go out there and just uh, light up the team. Uh, but just his defense, man. If that guy had to uh, actually focus on D, and then with that offense too, just be absolutely unstoppable, man. But uh, just those two. Those are some other guys. Um, I just like to see too, uh, but you know, with the whole injuries and defense stuff, uh, shows the other guys over. All right, guys, uh, anything else uh, you would like to add for NBA before we move on? No. Okay. Uh, up nope. next, we're about to go right to some NCAA football. Uh, just to start off, I'm going to talk about you guys' squads. 
Uh, just what are your thoughts on their uh, performances uh, last week? Uh, should I start? Should you start, Jarnell? Do it, man. Uh, do you want to rip out the Band-Aid? Or... No. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's not even... <laughs> But I, I wouldn't, I guess I'll go ahead and start. And I wouldn't even ripping off the band-aid because I, I called it. I said close, close game at the half, blow out in the second half. So it didn't hurt that bad because I saw it coming a mile away. And, uh, not surprised at all by anything. Now, I, here's what I would say I was impressed by. Led two good drives in the second quarter. I mean, it's sad that that's like a highlight. Uh, I got what I expected out of this game. Tough road game at Penn State night game. They're number two in the country. They looked like number two in the country. And uh, they're just what Michigan's played in the last few weeks. There's just, there wasn't much to get excited about with this game. What you were getting excited and getting a little excited about pre-game was maybe somehow Michigan can just pull something bag and it's magic and they somehow squeak it out. Last second field goal or something. It wasn't even close. Saquon Barkley had a very Heisman-esque game with a couple Heisman-type plays. Which kind of you know make me think he's going to win the Heisman because he's starting to get these moments a little more regularly. Um, but in terms of Michigan, they're very mediocre right now. Offense is a struggle. Uh, not too many defenses play well against Penn State. I don't want to say like all their defense is nothing just because of one game against an elite college offense. Uh, I think that's very unfair, but, uh, uh, we play Rutgers this week. Hopefully it's a confidence booster. Um, very unfortunate. I read a report today that Corn's uh, the man unless he gets hurt or, or throws a lot of interceptions, and that kind of hurts me a little bit because I've told you, the best thing Michigan State ever did was start Lewerke yeah. last year. One of your OCs was on a local radio here this past Thursday, and okay. he said they have no thoughts about pulling O'Corn. I mean, okay, as, as someone, or as, yeah, okay, as a Michigan State fan, watching them basically sit everybody else for the worky, does that kind of make you go, why in the world are you holding on to a corn? Well, well yeah. I mean, I, I, I just wanted to make sure, like, I, I'm not, I, granted, Michigan fans are calling for a corn to hit the bench just because we suck now, offensively. Like, that's why Michigan fans are doing it. But, like, I, from an outside perspective, I'm just thinking, why? They have to be thinking, why in the world aren't you at least exploring a third option? Well, my thoughts on it has to be is just it's, they don't want to put a young player through that just because your, your guys, I mean, I'm not trying to pile on, but just that old line is not no, good. And, and I agree. Like, why put a, yeah, why yeah. put a young guy in there to get beaten? Yeah. I, I, so, I agree. I agree. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not totally, I, I don't know a ton about, uh, Peters. Or, uh, if McCaffrey has any of the wiggle that his, his brother has, but mm-hmm. I mean, unless, unless one of them is mobile enough to neutralize the ineptitude of the O line, 
because because O'Corn does have that going for him. Because mm-hmm. to to uh, uh, give a little bit from from my perspective, I I thought that was one of a. It, it, it just they just ran into Penn State. They just walked into a buzzsaw. I agree. Some decisions when he. When he uh, had to run, he ran. He made smart decisions there. He he never just gave the ball away. It was, he protected the ball reasonably well. It's just that's that played really well. And this was, I mean, I guess it was the talent they're playing against. But this was Michigan's defense worst game. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. I, I don't know what it was, but it's just they basically didn't adjust because after a game. It, Sorely said they they called a certain play times in a row. They said mm-hmm. it just never got stopped. Mm-hmm. So the, there's some film I mean, that has to be watched there to figure something yeah, out for sure, for sure. But I, I will, and where where I will agree with you, O'Corn protected the ball. Where where Michigan had one turnover was a was a fumble on a strip sack, and and beat the right tackle so bad yeah uh, and no it, correct correct um but i where where i will agree with you um o'corn did do better 160 um i mean michigan didn't exactly run the ball effectively they averaged two and a half yards carry uh still ran for 100 yards i mean call that how you want i mean and I know we're talking about it here in a minute, but Penn State, Ohio State, it's going to be something to watch on Saturday. Um, I mean, I, I think, I mean, we all got what we expected in this, in this game for Michigan. Uh, O'Corn cleaned it up, even though I mean, nobody was really expecting him to bring him to victory. But I, I guess Michigan fans everywhere now just need to kind of put it in perspective. You know, you're probably going nine and three, eight and four. You're probably hitting the Outback Bowl or the uh, Bowl. Granted, I'd like to do a little better than the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, but at least if you're in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, your prime time game, you're the only one on you. But uh, to you know, have a New Year's, you know, noon game, I guess. But at that point, I'd almost rather have the the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl where you're on at nine o'clock and the only game on. But I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a tough reality. There were high hopes this year, but I think this game will do some good for Michigan. Uh, I think it'll show that, you know, I think it'll, it'll be a wake up call for the offense. The defense can't save this team every time. Um, and I think, I hope this like, it's a fire under somebody side of the ball because. I mean, th- this will be a good week for Michigan to win a game, forty something to ten. This will be a. You guys have Rutgers coming up, don't you? Back to back wins in the Big yeah, Ten. Say. <laughs> they're hot, <laughs> Rutgers. They're hot. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, they're they're three and four, uh, but you know, in reality, Michigan at home. I want to see them win forty something, or at the most. 
Well, I think they're like twenty-four point favorites. So yeah, I want I want to see them cover the spread this. Well, and I I just feel like with Michigan more and more, I mean Rutgers is not a good team by any means. That you guys should blow them out, but I think just every team their game plan is going to be we're going to up it's, and it's, and we're going to stop Higdon from running and we're going to put it on on O'Corn to try to find a receiver out of here because the one that you guys had that looked good is is out for the year and your your returner from last year that hasn't really shown that he made any strides. Yeah. I mean, and weeks. I mean, force did it. Misdirection and mobility struggles. Why? I, I I don't know because they seemed a lot better at it last year, but they 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 can't handle mobility and they can't handle misdirection. Yeah, they destroyed them with it. Running, running. Take as quarterback running that read option, he he was all over that field. Yep, they definitely saw some with that one early. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. All right, well, I'll I'll, I'll switch up now so we can stop rubbing it in on you, Ty. Uh, <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it. Uh, with ours, I mean it. it it wasn't a the, the most fun game to watch, of course. Uh, it was struggle up until the last eight minutes of the game. Uh, it was a field goal fest, well, field goal slash punt fest. Uh, but they they took care of business. They covered uh, the spread, so can't complain too much. But uh, I think we're getting to the point now where I need to see a little bit more out of Lewerke. Uh, there's been two two games now where it seems like the running game is has picked it up and it is crack. Um, and and to Lurkey's credit, he made the throws that counted. He he threw a touchdown pass and bounds uh, to put us ahead with that. Let's go ahead, touch head, uh, but. to the point in the season where we need that, that offense to click on all cylinders because in the situation that Ty was just talking about with Michigan where we're dependent on the defense to save us every game, which the defense has been playing out of their mind for Michigan State. Um, short field, they, they held Indiana to a field goal and they didn't let them in the end zone, which is all you can ask for even with a NFL receiver on that team and uh, uh, Cobbs Jr. Uh, the secondary played well. Joe Bocci is just that's about all I can say about him as a sophomore. Uh, but yeah, but the offense needs to start working on some things. Uh, I don't know why it took so long to try to get Felton Davis involved. Uh, they definitely some fur. Freshman receivers that look like they are ready to take on a big role in uh, White and and uh, Hunter Eisen. You know, it, it's a win that they should have won. They 
they pulled it out at the end. I wish they would have had the whole time. So I wait till the end of the fourth quarter. Young team. Uh, we got Northwestern next week, which is still a little nerve uh, nerve wrecking for me. They're not a great team, but for some reason Northwestern always is a pain in the ass to play. Scrappy. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see what kind of growth they have there. But good win. Uh, they've they're bowl eligible after last season. Just awful. Uh, so they've already doubled their win total. Defense looks legit. Uh, looks, looks like they're back to being what our team's based off of running the football and, and uh, scrimmage on both sides. Uh, O-line seems to be gelling. I, we just need the passing game to to come along faster now. And to a point, though, with Michigan State, I kind of feel like the passing game doesn't seem like it's in full swing because I, a part of me just feels like though, some of the, like, this. Oh, yeah, I feel like he's your only like legitimate option throwing the ball. Well, like other than that, I feel like it's 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 either it's either a lot of drops or Lewerke throwing a ball he maybe should be. Yeah, there have been some drops, but I'm but I'm just seeing through their games, either like in in that game, yeah, in that game against Indiana, freshman Cody White, six receptions for 120. 20 yards. Receiving yards. I think that was against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm losing his name, but the converted running back that we have that plays receiver, okay. he, he led one. So, okay. so it, 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 there, Lewerke actually a, he, he spreads the ball around. So there's not one person you can key okay. in on. Yeah, I do think Bill Davis is the he should be the primary option mm-hmm. because he's a big body that seems to do a good job at and getting it where it needs. Uh, uh, I think the two freshmen and and White and Hunter Ryzen, they, I think they both. Uh, where they they could be big time receivers because uh, the last two that last drive that they scored on as in only two catches but they were both first down catches and he made heads up plays on both of them because he, he caught the ball before the sticks but yeah. made moves to get so yeah. so I, I, there's there's things that I, I like when I look at but it's just it has to be more consistent yeah, yeah. you know I. I I, I actually was in Michigan this past weekend on the west side of the state. One of my old roommates, big Michigan State fan, and I told him, man, Joe Bocci's something. You know, I'm, that's why I said, I'm super impressed with him. Ball um, just kind of always seems to be around a big defense play. Um, whether it's forcing a turnover, creating a turnover. But, you know, like you said, Michigan State, Starting to find themselves back into having a solidified middle linebacker that's anchoring the defense, and that's when they play their best. Yep, he's. I mean, I guess yeah, I, I feel bad because uh, there there is another bull on the team, but he he's he's taken over that role after uh, Max yeah. and Riley. So 
Uh, he, he is dating the, the, the girl bullet that goes to Michigan State, so I guess that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> bullet by association. But yeah, being bowl eligible. Seven weeks into the, or seven games into the season, yeah. eight weeks in. Pretty nice. Again, to get bowl eligible this weekend. And, you know, and then it's kind of like, all right, now it's just what bowl do we want to play for? Yeah. And that's what it is. But, you know, for you in Michigan State, you know, be comfortable this week because the two after that, of your seeds. Of yours to see. It's a fun time of the year. Frustrating. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Penn State Ohio State game? Let's go. Oh, this game's going to be awesome. High powered offense. Uh, really, really good defenses. I, I think Penn State's defense is underrated. I think Ohio State's defense gets gets a lot of hype based on the talent this defense produces of late. Uh, they kind of get a Michigan type hype, and I guess that's how I relate it, just because that's the kind of hype I hear. But uh, this game is going to be as advertised, uh, especially after last year's game too. There will be a lot of revenge on the minds of Ohio State fans and the Ohio State players. But you know Franklin and Meyer are not going to lay down for us, and this this game's going to be full gas pedal for both teams, and I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a huge one, just because you know both of these teams have uh, playoff aspirations, and you know Ohio State they can't afford this one. Uh, You're right. Penn, Penn State could possibly lose a game and still have a shot, uh, but. Uh, they, they have to know that they're gonna face a gassed up OSU team, uh, because they know they, they cannot lose another game in, uh, a college football playoff. So, uh, Urban's gonna have that team ready, ready to go, but I'm, I'm pretty sure James Franklin's gonna have his squad fired up too. Uh, I mean, not, not, to echo too much uh, to make it a repeat, but yeah, you have two teams with very good defenses playing each other. Uh, you have I'm going to say two Heisman candidates on Penn State's team with uh, with Saquon Barkley and and uh, Mix, was it McSorley? Yeah, <laughs> yeah McSorley, their quarterback. Uh, and so seeing them match up against that Ohio State defense is going to be interesting, and, and this is this is going to be the first big challenge since Oklahoma for Ohio State. So I want to see if that the offense is made to see if this is real, or is it just this team cannot play well against another good team. So so questions will be answered in this game, but I'm very excited to watch it. All right, guys, uh, we got the college uh, football playoff projections coming out next week. Uh, just who would you think of, who are your uh, personal, uh, if you had, if it was your choice to pick, uh, who would you have for your top six teams? Uh, well, I'll go for first year. Uh, 
I mean, it, dry, uh, well, one team that is undefeated, I'm, I'm going to probably leave off of this list, I think. Uh, but I, I mean, Alabama, Penn State, Georgia, TCU, they're all undefeated. They're playing very good football. So I will put them all in. Uh, I, I still have a little more faith in Clemson. So I throw them in at that five spot. Uh, I know it was a, it was a Syracuse, but uh, I I do think they're still good enough to put them on the outside looking in there, and uh, I can't put enough faith in Wisconsin right now just because they uh-huh. they okay. they play on a weak side of the conference. I'm sorry, they <laughs> they do. And, so so you and, think uh, y'all think well, uh, Penn State's the like clear top ten uh with top team in the uh, Big Ten? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. I mean yeah. But but I mean if if you if you're going by Vegas, Ohio State's still slightly favored in that mm-hmm. game coming up. Okay. And so I mean maybe I'm still putting a little bit too much on just their history. So I would have Ohio State jump Wisconsin right now and I would have them as my my sixteen. So mm-hmm. it, it we have an eliminator there. So <laughs> Saturday one of one of those two will will drop down in Wisconsin will probably jump back up there and they can prove themselves once they once they play Michigan, once they battle game. Yeah, uh, and, but and real quick and I'll jump in there like I haven't been super impressed with Wisconsin this year, even though they are undefeated. They they have not played a ranked team. Michigan now, now being out of the top twenty five, they don't have a like that's tough to look past. Granted yeah. Not not their fault that they're on the weak side of the Big Ten. Yeah, no, you play who's in front of you. and Exactly. But you have to be looking at their – and once again, you make schedules four, five years in advance. At least you're out of conference. Mm-hmm. And, and someone has to be looking at this for Wisconsin saying, we need a little more. Well, and, I mean, if, if you if you would have looked at this last year, two years ago, knowing that this year – they would play. Okay, yeah. we got Michigan. They'll be a top ten team. No, for sure. Yeah, we got uh, Iowa. They'll be a top twenty sure. team. For sure. But no, I, I was not good this year, and and Michigan's has their struggles. No, for sure. For so sure. now their schedule is is coming off. Their offense isn't isn't great. I do like Jonathan Taylor. He he's very good freshman running back. Uh, but their pass game is also solid. Oh yeah, you so, have to stop the run. Have to stop the run against them. So if you, you have a team that be strong, you have to be strong up front. Yeah. So if they play a team that can, can slow down their running attack, I'm not sure if Hornybrook can throw the team on his back and and throw them into a win. Yeah. And even even though no likes how Michigan could potentially line up with Wisconsin. Oh, I, do, I agree. You guys are set up to play well against them. They're, they're a traditional pro style team. That's that's what you guys are built to play. They're running up the middle type of team and that's where Michigan's comfortable defensively. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh I guess it's my turn to go to go with my yeah. six. You know, we're we're just to clear it up, we're still assuming like season ends today. We're not putting conference yeah. championship games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be just a t- touch different than you Darnell, but I'm I'm definitely going Alabama, Penn State, uh Georgia, uh, TCU still 
wins against ranked West Virginia, the wins again, the win against ranked uh, Oklahoma State. That has to be enough. Iowa State is in the top twenty-five this week, and they play them, and I expect them to kind of take the doors off of Iowa State. But uh, I'll have the same top towards you. Uh, my fifth will be Clemson. I mean, Clemson has wins against 13 Auburn, 14 Louisville, 12 Virginia Tech. Uh, not too many teams can say they've beaten three ranked opponents this year. Uh, that's enough for me. But then my sixth is Moyes out of left field. But I'm going Notre Dame at six. That's what I thought you had to be looking at there. Yep, I'm going Notre Dame at six. Um, uh, that's not nice. Uh, Michigan, that's a good loss. Yep, absolutely. Michigan State's continuing to win. Good win. Uh, they blew the doors off of USC last week. That's, that's a yeah. very impressive win that no one's going to turn away from. I, I put Notre Dame at six, also looking ahead. I, I understand if the season ended right, right now, I get all of that. But ranked NC State, ranked Miami, ranked Stanford. If they run the table, top four. Like, a part of me doesn't want it to happen because I want to see the Big Ten absorb Notre Dame. But you you can ser- seriously you can put Notre Dame in the Big Ten, put them on that west side. That just make the conference Big Ten a lot better. But um, yeah, I, I'm impressed with how Notre Dame has looked. Um, they're 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 not winning close games. They're they're winning pretty big, like twenty plus points a game, and they lost to Georgia by one. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, granted, different Georgia team now. That game could play out different, but it's also a different Notre Dame team as well. Um, well yeah, because now so, Notre Dame actually they seem like passing game now. I know. Which yeah, they they didn't earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I put them at six. Yes, based on their current resume, but also based on what's in front of them. And if they run the table, I don't see how they can't be it. Oh, if they run the table, they they will make the playoff. Just because how everything else will shake out. I mean, and I, I hate Notre Dame, but yeah, I mean, they have to be able to see that. I get it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I I have them as my six because one loss and they're done. Necessarily think with how many undefeated teams are in front of them, you can have them in front of any of the undefeated. But I think the May for a one loss team, lost team in the country. Based on resume, or no, Clemson would be then Notre Dame. Yeah. But no, Clemson would be then Notre Dame. But just looking at what's left for both of those teams, I just think Notre Dame has a way better shot. I so can agree that's with that. why I have, and, and that's why I have Notre Dame at six, just based on what's in front of them and their potential going forward. Um, I think Clemson's a better team than Notre Dame. But I mean, just thinks like, some, something about Notre Dame, I got a feeling. All right, guys, uh, before we get into the pickums, uh, y'all have anything, uh, else to add? Su- just super fast. 
if you guys have been on social media or in the last like 30 minutes, have you seen this video of the Cavs in the huddle and the Nets players in the huddle and Ty Luce sees them? Have you seen this? No. No. Here. Tag us. Here. I'm going to turn my cam. No, here. I'm, I'm Instagram. So I'm just going to turn my camera on. Can you guys see my camera? Can now. Yep. Yeah. All right. Check this out. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. But, like, look at Tyloo's face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, that that had me dying when I saw that. Just, yeah. Sorry. All right. Other than that, there's nothing. All right. Get that around. It's it's good. that's a good video. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're about to start off with. Uh, well, let's get to the uh, scores first. Uh, for NCAA, yep. uh, Ty and Darnell, they both are tied twenty-eight for forty-seven. I'm still ahead of the pack with thirty out of forty-seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's getting smaller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> NFL, me and uh, Ty were tied sixteen for thirty-seven. Um. And Darnell, he's ahead 21 out of 37. <laughs> yeah, you were awful. I never claimed to be an NFL. Hey. Only one game to, right? So. Hey, I never claimed to be an NFL expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, the first game we're about to get for, uh, college football is Mississippi State versus TAMU. Uh, who y'all got? I, I got, uh, Texas A&M. I- I, I'm going the same. I, I like the turnaround that uh, A&M has made since you know, the rough start to the year. Um, I'm going with them. Okay. Yep. Give me, give me A&M. All three. Okay. Uh, after that, we have California versus Colorado. Ah, uh, give me Cal. They, they seem to be. Hitting some strides for themselves too. All right, I got Cal as well. Who you rock? Who you rocking with, Ty? Yeah, give me Cal. I picked him before and it worked out, so give me Cal. Then we have Virginia versus Pittsburgh. I got Virginia. I always go. You got I always go first. I'm tired of going first. I think it's a bad. <laughs> I think it's a bad strategy. Oh man! You, you went you went Virginia. I'm t- I'm taking Virginia as well. Yeah. All right, Coach Narduzzi, he's there. Give me pick. <laughs> okay. Love it. Uh, then we have NC State versus Notre Dame. Give me Notre Dame. Indy. It's on that one. Okay. Man, I want to go with NC State, man, because, like, they always, you know, they... Take them. Like, yeah. We're not <laughs> stopping you. <laughs> but, man, after, yeah, after last week, man, I, I'm, I'm going to rock with Notre Dame. But I, they, but I think NC State's going to put up a hell of a fight. So, I... It's after uh, Notre well, Dame. It, as long as they look like they're on the field, it'll be more of a fight than USC put yeah, up. So. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, we got OK State versus West Virginia Nets. 
And me, give me Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Yes, same Oklahoma State. My goodness, man. We all picking those same ones. Uh, all right. Penn Come State over. versus Ohio State. I got Penn. I got Ohio State. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think, I think uh-huh. at home, the game's in the shoe. I think it's enough. I'm going Penn State. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be interesting, man. I, I will, I will, I will say this about that game. I am a little upset that game's at 3.30. That's at 3.30? Don't miss it. You're holding for a night game? Yeah, that should be probably yeah. man. It's just night night game just kinda adds it just kinda adds to the It's a great way to, to the end atmosphere. your Saturday, man. So who's just kinda who's adds got, to the atmosphere. Yeah, who has uh prime time then? Uh right, some pack pack twelve game. No. <laughs> the eight o'clock uh, let me check. Eight o'clock on ABC's Clemson Georgia Tech. Oh, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, uh, ESPN, A and M, Mississippi State is seven. Okay, not bad at games, but but She's in reality, off with Ohio State, though. Well, I, I mean, there's only so much you can do about that. Yeah. Well, true. All right, uh, uh, everyone will still be watching that game at three thirty. Yeah. All right, we're about to go into some NFL. Uh, first game we got is Oakland versus Buffalo. Give me Oakland. I think uh, Carr and Cooper turned it around. I'm going on Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, no this week, but maybe they'll be better off for it. Yeah. I'll just, like, I'm going with my gut on this one. I think Buffalo's going to find a way to pull it off. Granted, it's at Buffalo, and West teams struggle to go east. Yeah. I, part, part of me thinks that passing game is going to be able to do it for Oakland. Well, did finally wake up last week. When they needed it to as well. All right, we got Carolina and Tampa Bay next. Uh, give me give me Carolina. Yeah, again. Give me Carolina as well. All right, I'll take Tampa just because you guys are you'll, so quick in Houston. <laughs> you'll 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 take the defense that can't stop anybody. Well, but Cam has been it's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that is fine in a bad way lately. So yeah, he, did you see him at that press conference though? Yeah, when yeah, he just walked, walked out. Yeah, he looked like he wanted nothing to do. <laughs> Okay, uh, Miami Two versus Miami. underachieving teams. That's true. Miami and Baltimore next. Who y'all got? Baltimore. I'm rocking with uh Baltimore too. How about you, Ty? Can I pick neither team? <laughs> <laughs> a, a tie. I'm I'm gonna pick a tie. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Baltimore. Say 
You think they're going with Matt Moore and company? Uh, <laughs> maybe if Devontae Parker played that, I don't know that he will. It's questionable still, but I think Justin Tucker will be the difference here. All right, up next we have Darnell's sorry-ass Cowboys against Washington. Who you got, Nizo? I will, I will take my sorry-ass Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how about you, Ty? Who you got? Uh, two very blue-collar quarterbacks here that excel. Uh, uh uh, Zeke playing this week. Mm-hmm. You take Captain Kirk. You gotta either pick a spark, right? What What do you gotta do? Oh, who does who does I pick? Uh, Ty, you there? I mean, he said he, he said he picked Dallas. Oh, he picked Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah, Trey, Trey, Trey. Uh, the team. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't me, like anymore. Yeah. Uh, part of me wants to just pick Dallas just to see if I can get some bad luck on him this week, but I'm going to roll with Washington, man. So, give me Washington. Well, well I was going to say, you either have to pick a, a Spartan quarterback or you have to pick Dallas. So, yeah. <laughs> lose, lose for you. All right. And to finish this off, we got Pittsburgh uh, versus Detroit. At least the game's at Detroit. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least it's in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I really want to pick Detroit. So do it. Forward, man. Uh, no, no, no. Manning <laughs> up was right even when you don't want to do it. Honesty and courage. So I I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Steelers. Okay. I bought into the hype. I'm getting my ass whipped anyway in the NFL. I, I'll roll with Detroit, man. It just depressed my blood. So I, I will, I will still be cheering as hard as ever for Detroit. <laughs> but picked them the last couple of weeks. Maybe I need to uh, change up. Okay. Before they know I pick them, yeah. <laughs> they know Trey wins. Yeah, you absolutely. cannot shut down Le'Veon Bell at any point. I need uh, them points. With a, I need them points. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm actually uh, not starting Stafford this week. Gonna see. Well, I, even even first, even so. though I picked, even though I picked Oakland. I'm starting Tyrod Taylor this week. Well, I mean, uh, I think that's he he's more likely to, to be able to go off versus Oakland's D. Yeah. Secondary well, and, has been nice since they got Joe Hayden. Funny though, because at first I was kind of thinking they just haven't played anybody with a quarterback. You know, they played like Oakland and um, who else did they play at the beginning of the season? Sorry, quarterbacks. You know. Cleveland yeah. and, you know, all, all those kinds of teams. I'm like, they just haven't played anybody yet. But then they shut down, uh, let me look it up. But they beat up on Kansas City. City, yep. didn't they? Yeah. The, uh, City granted, like Alex Smith still threw all over them. 
But um, I got their schedule right here. Yeah, like early they beat like Case Keenum and lost to Mitch Trubit or uh, lost to a Mike Glennon somehow. But you know, lose to Blake Bortles real bad. Then they start questioning him. But even like, but they haven't played it. And then, then stop Andy Dalton. Stop uh, Alex Smith. He threw for a lot of yards, but not touchdowns. And then you start thinking, all right, maybe this defense is real. It's not the fact that they just haven't played anybody. Uh-huh. And they're they're going to really start to get that. Uh, I, I would have said they would have gotten it before, but uh, before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But, I mean, they're looking at Mariota, Stafford, Dalton again, Tom Brady a little later, Deshaun uh, Watson late in the season. So, I mean, they still got their best quarterback play still coming at them. All right, guys, uh, anything else you'd like to add before we shut this down? Nope. No. <laughs> All right, guys, as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the show. Uh, y'all can find this podcast on podcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Just hit us up in that search engine and we should pop up. Also, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at BKM underscore cast. Uh, just be good to hear back from y'all. Uh, no, Darnell, he was getting, uh, hit up this week, uh, by some people up on Twitter. So it's fun seeing yeah, those exchanges. I was, I was getting trolled this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as always, like I said, I appreciate y'all and, uh, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.